Welcome to the Life 21 Church Podcast. Thanks for joining with us today as we explore the Gospel of Matthew. We pray that as you listen, you would come to more fully understand the answer to this age-old question, who is this Jesus? Greetings to all. I hope and pray for you today that your day is filled with abundant life as Jesus makes himself plain, clear, and visible today. Your day exists because he does, and he created you and all time and space as opportunities for you to get to know him and to be loved by his Father, by him, by the Spirit. May you receive that today, even as you listen in, as we discuss Jesus's fruit. This is Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 20. And Jesus will be sharing with us the fruit of a life in him. Before we read, I want you to just picture a garden, a tree, the great outdoors, which I'm sure many of you love to be in and explore. As long as there is sufficient air, as long as there is sufficient sunshine, as long as there is good soil and there is seed and rain, growth happens. Jesus today, as we look at these passages, is wanting to both encourage and warn us. Encourage us by showing us that he is giving us everything we need to grow spiritually. Like plants, we are designed to grow up in love to grow up in joy, in peace, that today's measure of peace that you walk in would be more than yesterday's, that the way you love your spouse, your children, a neighbor, a friend would be more mature and more godlike today than yesterday. That's the excitement of the Christian journey. That's the excitement of following Jesus. The one who has infinite supply shares himself progressively and ever increasingly as we walk in to the depth of who he is. John 15, another gospel, puts it this way. God the Father is the gardener. Jesus is the vine and we're the branches. Jesus says, just remain in me. You'll grow, you'll bear much fruit. So now in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13, Jesus speaks to us warnings as he continues the Sermon on the Mount. He says to the people listening, verse 13, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. Many enter through it. This is a very stark warning for us, as Jesus communicates that there is a narrow entrance, and there is a wide entrance. Verse 14, he clarifies by saying, But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. It's interesting that it needs to be found. Unfortunately, we live in a world in which Satan's lies as the god of this age, the ruler of the power of the air is how he's described. He's continually saturating through media through our conversations, through our thought patterns, our literature. He's continually releasing lies as the father of lies in order to blind us, 
and distract us from the truth of life, abundant life, eternal life, and the way to it. Again, in John 15, referencing another gospel, Jesus also uses the words, or this is John 10 rather, Jesus also uses the words saying, I am the gate. Satan right now throughout all societies, nations of the earth, is working so hard to keep Jesus hidden. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why the Bible is the most pursued book, most purchased book, most translated book, but also the most resisted book in the history of humanity. This Bible has connected to it the blood of millions of believers who lay down their life in order to help others find the gate and the way, which is Jesus. For us listening in today, Jesus wants to encourage us that though he is so serious, he is so serious about your heart entering in through the narrow way. He's so serious about you communicating to people the path that they are on and the invitation to join you on the path towards him. Small is the gate, narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Are you helping others find it today? If your heart is to do so, may you be empowered by the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of those that are spiritually blind, that their end point of destruction would be seen and known even to them, and that they would turn towards abundant life. We as a family have been enjoying uh, the book Pilgrim's Progress. It's the number two most published book in the history of humanity after the Bible, Uh, and most uh, translated, I believe, as well. This book, Pilgrim's Progress, is not the Bible in and of itself, but it's an allegory that communicates through a main character named Christian and his journey of following this narrow path, but constantly being invited and tempted to leave the path with the many others that are going astray and not willing to go through the difficult path of following Jesus. Uh, I suggest that book to you. We, of course, do the kids' version because it can get kind of intense. But we have been so enjoying it as my daughter, Aubrey, has been soaking in an understanding of how many things can get us off the path and how we can allow God to remind us, to strengthen us, and to keep us on the path no matter how difficult it becomes. Verse 15, Jesus continues on this theme saying, Watch out! Verse 15 says, watch out for false prophets, those that take you from that path. He continues saying, they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. Ferocious wolves. In the age of internet right now, we have numerous people that are claiming to be God-ordained, God-inspired or people that just generally are claiming to be spiritual guides that share things that are supposedly helpful for each one's spiritual journey. And they come in sheep's clothing. What that mean is that means is is that their life, their attitudes have the appearance of being one of us, of being one that are looking for a voice to guide us. Sheep point us to a shepherd. A shepherd would speak and the sheep would know the shepherd's voice and follow him as a community, as a group. 
But we know in this age there are many that come into spiritual communities. They look and feel like one of us, but on the inside they're ferocious. They're filled with self-hate or hatred of others, of judgment, of pride or greed. And even the things that they share, which are oftentimes true in part, come mixed with heart motives that are different than God's as our shepherd. What are we to do if there's false prophets or false messengers going out that look like they're safe? Verse 16 clarifies, By their fruit you will recognize them. Hear that again, that encouragement and that promise. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. This is such a powerful thing at the beginning of Jesus' ministry as he is claiming later in the Gospels to be the gate, to be that narrow way, the truth, and the life, the only means to the Father. And he's warning people that are beginning to follow him. He's saying, hey, this is a, a narrow way. It's a small gate. If you're puffed up in pride and self-centeredness, if you're distracted by all the things you think you want and you don't trust God to satisfy you, you're not going to fit through this door and you're not going to stay on this path. It's a very fierce warning and it's a fierce warning for us today because though many of us claim to follow Jesus, when it comes to following him in the day by day, moment by moment, following him where our finances, our words, and our thoughts reflect his leadership, we find that many of us don't follow to that level. We fall off the road. But today, even as we're listening and reading the word, I want to encourage you that a true prophet is with you. A true shepherd is with you. Jesus Christ and his fruit, the fruit of his life, is perfect. He never once sinned. The words that are documented of his in Matthew and the three other Gospels are flawless. He so perfectly bore the fruit of figs and grapes, as he said here, in his tree. He has that fruit for you and I today. He is that trustworthy leader that is inviting you to learn to follow him above any other voice. The prayer prompt for today is this. Jesus, what is one fruit in your life that your disciples most appreciated and why? Pausing the podcast now or maybe after the podcast episode, I'd encourage you to ask him this question. I wanted to share mine today, what I felt like he highlighted of course, we can hear in part or hear wrong, and that's why we want to constantly be in the Word. But that spontaneous hearing of His heart with our imagination and our spirit is so profound. And what really touched me, I felt like Jesus said, my patience is what they most appreciated. And I felt like what He said was that they had never felt so safe in love 
What Jesus brought to mind was the incredible discrepancy or distance between his righteousness and their failures, between his ideal perfect will and their ability or willingness to carry it out. Jesus was constantly telling them to do things or asking them to do things, asking them to feel and think certain ways, and they were constantly failing. And just as Jesus reminded me of his patience, I was wowed by how, from Jesus' perspective, his disciples feasted on that fruit of the Spirit of his patience. Love is patient. Love is kind. May you be touched today as you consider and listen in to Jesus as he tells you about the fruit of his life, that he wants to become the fruit of your life so that you could be a shepherd along this narrow way, leading people through the narrow gate of his life, his love, and his power. Thanks for joining with us today. May God continue to reveal to you by his spirit who indeed is this Jesus. Thank you.